Hey everyone, I'm Naomi and I'm here with my little elf, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) And we're Harmonious Homes, bringing you a show that discusses current events and topics that are affecting families. Each week we'll talk about some interesting, crazy and controversial news stories that make headlines and unpack how they influence the everyday life of parents and their kids. So welcome to What's Been Going On. So Nat, what's been going on? So this episode is going to be the last episode for the year. Try not to miss us too much. Yes, everybody, please. Don't cry. Don't cry. (laughs) Uh, So I thought to leave everybody with, I don't know, like some sort of really helpful, uh, useful tip rather than our usual whining and (laughs) complaining, moaning about life. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I started to think about what, parents what, what what could we leave parents with um for the end of this amazing glorious super easy 2020 <laughs> and i thought why not do you know like a our sort of top 10 tips to declutter and you know kind of get the kids and and the family ready for the new year um so what do you think like, should we yeah should let's we do it reveal our deepest secrets let well i think they deserve it after after what they've been through this I year. think so too. <laughs> now, look, you know, I kind of came up with our top tips that Nay and I always sort of refer to um, with all our jobs. Now, we've, we've been to some pretty amazing homes, some very, very uh, sort of easy to uh, do our work in and some not <laughs> so easy. <laughs> we love all our clients. Yes. No judgment. <laughs> Um, and yeah, basically condensed everything down to top 10. So the first step that I would say is the most important in the decluttering process is definitely going to be your purge step. Now, <laughs> not the movie, not the movie, Again, please. Now purging, purging is emotional. Okay. No one escapes it. Um, you'll have the most seasoned, uh, you know, DIY organizers say, oh, but Maybe one more time, maybe one one more year of use. <laughs> I think the best way to guide you through a purge, no matter how sort of emotionally connected you are to anything, is uh, A, broken. So if anything is broken or, you know, has missing pieces, um, you know, for example, if you've got the one doll shoe <laughs> and not the other one, I'm pretty sure little Miss Polly is not going to wear yeah. Unless you're playing Cinderella, I think true. get rid of the shoe. True, true. <laughs> There's a Cinderella storyline. Fair enough. Other than that, please don't. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's a respect thing for your kids as well. Why are you giving them broken yeah, stuff to play with? Yeah, it's like with? a half-assed, yeah. you know, game. <laughs> you wouldn't use a broken computer or a broken phone. Why are you, why are you giving your kids I broken know. toys? Your keyboard does it has like the S missing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah, oh, just can't do it with an S today. <laughs> So, yeah, get rid of it. If it's broken, get rid of it. Another purge, um, you know, sort of uh, guide would be if it's no longer age appropriate. Yeah. Look, if you've got, like, baby (laughs) rattles in your three-year-old's playroom, please remove them. (laughs) Rattles. They're not sucking on them anymore. (laughs) That's right. They're not teething anymore. They've got their teeth. That's that's okay. It's done. (laughs) And, you know, you might say it's sentimental, the child, but... Let's be honest. It's sentimental to you. That's right. <laughs> okay? Doesn't need to be in the playroom. If you want to make a box of, you know, your kid's sentimental, you know, lock of hair or whatever it is that you have, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But it doesn't have to live in the playroom. 
your kid's not playing with it. <laughs> um, and then the other thing um, that you can think about is, you know, whether your child is actually interested in the toy or the, the resource. I mean, you know, children's timeline of interest is very different to adults. You know, our interests can be for years. We could be interested <laughs> in something, um, whereas kids, now I'm, I'm saying a couple of weeks and you're done. I think they've, <laughs> they've, they've moved on. So, yeah, figure that out and um, use that as a guide because it really, really does help even the most emotional perjure. Yeah. And um, I think you can observe your child to find that stuff out or even just ask them. Well, absolutely. Just, just ask them. Just hey, talk. do you like playing with this anymore? Talk to your no? children. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mm, watch and listen. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next step is to make your piles. Okay, so piles are, it means categories basically so this would just depend on your child and obviously their toys um we recently did um beautiful uh, apartment uh, playroom for two little girls and obviously their um category of toys all sort of blended um as you can imagine dolls dolls and more dolls but um <laughs> i was what, in heaven yes yes i actually didn't know half of the dolls i, was, I know was a i had to tell you yeah, what the brands were the mother of boys <laughs> um but yeah so we kind of divided everything up into different kinds of dolls okay and the different kind of games that the girls would be playing so for example we did you know the barbies and the lol dolls lol lol yes dolls, is it? lol, yeah. <laughs> lol um in one pile and obviously their accessories and shoes and hair things and well, what else? Some dolls, dolls stuff pets, and yeah, every, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then another pile was for your baby dolls. So you know, obviously the bowl, the bald-headed uh, dummy, and the weeing and the pooing, fake <laughs> poo and all that stuff doll. <laughs> and then the other one is like your dressing up doll. So you know, where you can do their hair and um, Emma Wiggle. Oh yeah, Emma Wiggles. Yeah. In, uh, yeah, would this not be one playroom where we've gone to? There, there's no Emma Wiggles. She's everywhere. She is everywhere. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, you can definitely break things down um, and that just helps to create some sort of, um, you know, uniformity. Yeah, and once you've done that, then you can move on to step three, which is creating purposeful zones. Yes. So you've got your piles and you can now put them into zones. So kind of putting the toys together, that makes sense, that go with each other. We recently did a house where they've got three kids under four. Crazy. Yeah, did you all hear that? So three, three under four. Three, a one-year-old. Three, three under four. A two-year-old, a three-year-old. Yes, this mother should get some sort of, I don't know, medal, a letter from the queen. Is she okay? I don't like, know. <laughs> <laughs> she was amazing. Oh, yeah. But she struggled to create zones because she was kind of worrying about the different ages. And she focused a lot on creating zones for the baby. But what we did was we created zones for the three-year-old. And that makes sense. Of course, you're going to yeah. focus on the littlest one because yeah. they've got to kind of, you know, fit into the family. But, yeah, you do kind of forget about yeah. the more capable one. That's right. So we created an art and craft zone for her, brought in a desk, all the beautiful art and craft materials, and it gave her a space to do that stuff. And I think the mum, yeah, she didn't even think of doing something like that because the baby uses that room too. Yeah, it's the fear of them, you know, potentially – getting into all that yeah, stuff really yeah. to be honest yeah 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 and we get it we get it but the way we've set it up it's for the three-year-old she can access everything the baby can't 
And so it's just really respectful. She's got an area in the room that's for her. And now the kids are all sharing the space yeah. rather than being, you know, in separate spaces throughout the house. Yeah, that's They're right. They're all spending time together just doing their own thing. She can be at her desk doing some drawing. The mum can be, you know, sitting on the floor reading books with the two-year-old. Exactly. Everyone can use the space. And remember, this space is for your kids, so it's got to be visually appealing but also functional for them to use. And that leads me to my next point, step four, which is contain the fun. Oh, yes. Very important. This is my favourite step. It is. You love jars. I've never met anyone that gets more excited by jars. (laughs) And the different shapes (laughs) and the different styles. (laughs) But it's really important to think about what you're putting the resources in. So if you've got wooden blocks, put them in a soft kind of box or a soft... A droner. Yeah, yeah. Because your kids That's can pull IKEA them out. Basket, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Not everyone not speaks everyone IKEA like we do. <laughs> <laughs> Item number. <laughs> Aisle 47. Aisle, depending where you are. <laughs> but yeah, your kids are going to be pulling them out, dragging them across the floor. So give them something that they can use. And the other thing with boxes and baskets is the colour. Keep it neutral. We've had so many parents <sighs> say to us, but they really love pink. What we can't keep doing? the pink boxes in here. There's going to be no color. It's going to be really boring. But it's not. The color is in the resources. You want to keep the baskets and the containers a neutral color and the jars neutral because the resources in them are going to be the color. Yeah, it's about balancing the space. Yes. You know, you want to be able to walk into the room and feel calm and balanced. And if you're feeling calm and balanced, your child is also. Children and, and adults are um, just, um, they're not very different. No. no Children not... are people too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they? if you knew are that. Are they? Stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> and people always think they've got, is this like a child's, you know, language or this is child's? No, guys. No, no. We're all the same. They're people. We are all the same. <laughs> we, we did a house recently where they had this big, giant, like, tub full of dress-ups. So anytime yes. the kids wanted to use the dress-ups, they had to pour it all onto the floor and rummage through and try to find what they needed. But what we did was we got a beautiful, we love the Kmart nursery clothes racks. Yes, yes. Gorgeous. The A-frame ones. Yeah, and they're small. They fit in the room nicely. And you light. Get little coat, yep. Get little coat hangers and hang up their, their dress-ups. Not only does it look beautiful, but it also makes it easier for your kids to put them away and pack them away. That promotes their self-care because they're picking up the clothes off the floor, putting them on the hang-up, putting them away yeah it's far easier to ask your child can you hang up your toys that's right that's right (laughs) hang up the emma wiggle dress uh (laughs) rather than you know come on put it all back into a basket because nobody's interested and it's so sad for like all the little dress ups don't you reckon like to be dumped and squashed (laughs) squashed that's right all the tulle Yeah, and if you're displaying it, I mean, it's an also it's exciting for them because they can see, oh yeah, I love this suit or this is my favorite whatever costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get inspired. They get inspired. I'll do this today. Yeah, and that's a good point about finding you know different kinds of containers um, to contain all the toys because you know it kind of leads me to our next step, which is do not overstock. I mean. You really need to take note about what stuff is going into what containers and how much. Now, our biggest advice for all of that would be do not stock more than three quarters way full. So if you have a tub full of Lego, for example, which I have plenty of those, (laughs) which means that I have to buy various amount of tubs, um, but... 
the amount of times we've seen the Lego pouring out of the container, oh. you know, don't do that. You can't put the lid on it and then you it You know when you intense. hear that noise, when you hear the Lego being poured out and, and you're like, And also oh. the, the scrunching of it. Yes. You're like, oh. Love it. Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, three quarters full, okay? And the reason for this is not just so you can fit things and close a lid on them, but also because children, if they see an overfilling box or basket or whatever, it makes it very difficult for them to rummage through it. So what are they going to do? Tip it out. There's no other way. There's for no them other to way to look need. for that one random toy <laughs> somehow at the bottom of each basket. Ah, <laughs> here it is. And then what happens? I'm on my way to play my game. Yeah, and they're I in the middle of a game. It up. Yeah. yeah. So don't do that to them and don't do it to yourself. Three quarters way full will help you. Now, it also gives you a good sort of indication of how much stuff you have. Have you accumulated <laughs> 10,000 of the same toy? Then maybe it's time to think about that. <laughs> you don't need them. You don't need more. There's plenty. There's plenty in that three quarters full basket. Now, the next step is more about, you know, different areas of the room that you can start storing stuff. Now, artwork and craft, for me, is I I just am living in abundance of it all the time, okay? (laughs) Because not only does my son do it at home all the time, but then he will go to school and do it. And then I'm, you know, what the preschool teachers do. Here you go, mom. (laughs) They don't want to have it. And I'm like, yay, another random pipe cleaner slash paddle pop. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. I'm going to keep it forever. Um, <laughs> no, look, use your walls, okay? For all this sort of stuff, I always recommend the wall and get some really, you know, decent, cheapy sort of frames. You can get them from Ikea, Kmart, anywhere really, and frame this stuff. I mean, they're not going to be doing this stuff forever, and I know once they're adults, you're going to be wishing you get some of this stuff That's from right. them. You're going to miss this. So put them up, put them up on the walls, display them like this beautiful artwork. Um, and it just inspires them to keep doing that sort of thing. Um, the more and more we give attention to this sort of creative outlet, the healthier it is for children's well-being. And, you know, you're, you're telling them and you're showing them how much you respect all this work that they've done. And then, you know, once in a while you can sort of change them, pull them down, they've up, you know, updated yeah. and then either keep them in an, a storage tub outside of this room or throw it out. And it also shows the kids that this is your space. Be proud exactly. of this space. Using the walls brings us to our next step, step seven, use every inch of the space. So we've said this before, if you're paying rent or you're paying a mortgage (sighs) for a house, use the space that you're paying for. Use it. If you've got a great big room, use every inch of the space. We like to place storage units and shelving in corners of the room. We call this the dead space. Mm. So when you do that, it it allows there to be more room for your kids to play in the room. You've got everything in the corners kind of out of their way, and then they can bring stuff out and bring it into the middle of the room and play. Talking about furniture, don't just buy kids furniture. No, please. A lot of parents think, what's the kids room? I've got to buy the hot pink fluffy chair for their room. And Oh, the sweet, the, you know, under 1200 you can get it. The whole bedroom. <laughs> Why is it more expensive than adult oh, furniture? Please, the whole thing. <laughs> no, you don't need to do it. Yeah. Get creative with your furniture. Don't just buy kids furniture. You know, you'd be surprised what you've probably got lying around your house that you can bring into that room and use. I mean, we use all the time 
the IKEA kitchen trolleys as a little art and craft caddy. We bring them into the room and we put all the kids' art and craft equipment in little jars on there. It looks beautiful. It's on their level. They can get off whatever they need. And caddies are like a parent's best friend. I mean, anything that, you know, you can maneuver around, stays all together, it's neat and tidy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, please, I'll have more. <laughs> um, another one that we always use now is the uh, shoe racks from Kmart. That's right. They they look great. They're beautiful wooden shoe and they're, racks. Well, they're bamboo, so they're recyclables. Well, yes. They're, so it's good for the environment. You don't want to be buying, you know, some of that for kids' furniture stuff you mentioned, like, a lot of that stuff, the kids will outgrow pretty much in, you know, what, three, four years. They're not going to want to have that stuff. And it's too small half the time. But, yeah, it's really clunky furniture. And half the time they're kind of covered in stuff that is not, you know, recyclable or anything like that. So big no-no. Just yeah. get something bamboo or, you know, even pine. It's good for the environment and you can use it for years and years and years. That's right. In another moment you can use it for something else. Exactly. So step eight is time for a site inspection. And I love this. I love this bringing nice the kids. Favorite. It is, it is. <laughs> I love when we get to bring the kids into the room and show them what we've done. Just it's see the their best. expressions. Yes. So yeah, bring your kids in and go through the room changes with them. So get them excited about the new space, what you've done with their resources. Also explain to them the purpose of each zone. So get them familiar with the new system and their responsibilities, how they can keep it tidy and look after their space. And it may not stick straight straight away. We're not saying this, you know, it's going to be perfect and spotless. Ding! Yeah, perfect child. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you're showing them respect and showing them that it is your space and it is yours to look after and you're role modeling that behavior of respecting a space. That's right. And you're giving them an expectation as well. You know, this is what I expect of you and your behavior and how you are supposed to sort of maintain this space. It's very motivating. You're right. And, and, and the respect that you're showing them by even walking them through it. You're not just dumping, here you go, play, you know that, go play. Yeah. What does that mean? Absolutely. <laughs> because it is their space. I mean, even when I worked in childcare and we would be rearranging the room. Yeah. We'd talk about the kids, but talk with the kids about it before we even did it. And kids ask anyway, like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's right. Why are you moving that? <laughs> but it's their space. Talk about it with them. Okay, so now you're sort of at the last two steps and these are more about, you know, wrapping up what you've just done. So step nine, we sort of um, use that step as kind of like let's have this chat with the kids about what's going to happen with the resources that you've um, you've purged. Now, the two piles you'll have is obviously a donation pile and you'll have a rotation pile. So the rotation pile is something that we sort of – you know, put there as maybe you have too many of something or there are items that you're not really wanting to part with and you're not wanting to throw away because they're still sort of in good condition. So put them into rotation boxes. And these boxes live far away from the playroom, please. Because <laughs> it's and not a storeroom. No, not a storeroom. Okay, use them, um, you know, put, put, put them in like a shed or a garage or, you know, wherever you have space to store these boxes, even in those, you know, the built-ins, the top thing where you have your dunas and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. And you can use just, you know, your beautiful plain storage containers for them. They don't need to be pretty. <laughs> um, but what you can do with these is that if 
throughout the year the kids get a bit bored, a bit crazy, and they start saying, I need new toys and I need a new reason to spend more money. Um, <laughs> just get these rotation boxes out and be like, ah, remember this? And it's like it's Christmas all over again, to be yeah. honest with you. They're like, oh, yes, and they have these memories of them and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like when you go to your best mate's house when you were a kid, not so much now. <laughs> Actually, no. I still have that feeling, just with different kinds of toys. Oh, um, oh what toys? Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, hey, you've got some really cool toys. And it's not like they have, you know, anything that different from you, but it's just the fact that they're different tools. <laughs> so, you know, that's a really good thing about the rotation baskets or rotation boxes, however you want to call them. And then step 10 is having a chat about the toys you're going to donate. So, you know, your child's just gotten all these amazing presents from Christmas. It's really important to explain to them that not every child is this lucky. Not yeah. every child has gotten a million new no. things and is having this amazing New Year, Christmas period time. Oh, and a new playroom. <laughs> oh, well, that's right. So empathy does take a while f- to understand, but by doing, by having this chat, you're role modeling and you're getting them to start thinking about being thoughtful and giving to others. And it's a really great way to promote empathy. So you can even speak to your child about the toys you've put in the perch pile and ask them, what do you think another child would like to play with? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and I think you'd be surprised. Your kids would be really excited about doing that, about giving to another child and thinking about how another child might play with one of their old toys. Well, I mean, their approach to giving and, you know, giving away something that they love, it's really going to come back to how you role model it. You know, if you're sort of going, too bad, take it away, like they're not going to want to do it. So they're going to go off your attitude. If your attitude is, uh, you know, coming from a place of being very giving and thoughtful and caring and empathetic, as you said, then they will role model it. Yes, that's right. Not straight away. (laughs) We're not going (laughs) to. Don't expect Mother Teresa. (laughs) But eventually, yes. And it'll become a habit. And if anything, you can make, make it, you know, like a family tradition. Yeah, great idea. And it's a great way to start the new year because, you know, guys, we have all been living in abundance. This year has taught us that for sure, um, that, you know, we're very lucky to have what we have because a lot of people not doing it so great. So it's important to remind our children that as well. Absolutely. So there you go. That's our top 10 steps in decluttering and organizing a playroom or play space. We hope you guys have a really, really great Christmas. We will be back in the new year. Yes, we will. There's no stopping us. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) Whether you want us to or not, we'll be back. (laughs) So we really want to thank all of our listeners for your support this year. Absolutely. We've loved doing this. No, we love it. It's been so fun, very therapeutic. And thank you to everybody who's provided us some amazing feedback telling us how you know, we made them laugh and sometimes cry and a lot of times cringe. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate it. And we look forward to doing it all again next year. So have a very, very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Thank you, everybody. So that's what's been going on. See you next year. <laughs>